after us are fighting for us. may be seated. The children may go to Children's Church. Praise the Lord. Thank you, leaders. Wow, there are some great things happening in this church, and uh, what a service we've already had, and uh, I praise the Lord for for all of it and just praise him for his direction, his love, his wisdom, his guidance, everything the Lord has, has done for us, with us, through us, and the journey continues and so very thankful. Um, I would love to be able to offer you a copy of the Proclaimer this morning, which, by the way, featured an article about us and our rebranding, renaming, and so, you know, um, that was done so that the gospel will go further, so that the gospel will go further through us, and uh, so, um, yeah, what, what an exciting, what an exciting time. Um, and may we not, um, may we not waste a single moment of the time that, that God has given us. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 15. We have been, we have been talking about, and I'll bring you up to speed. We've been talking about a dilemma that came, that rose up in the church. An issue that rose up in the church, and, and this was the issue. Verse 5 says, But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Who were they? They were the Gentiles who were coming to Christ. In other words, in other words they were saying that they needed to become a Jew. That they needed to become a Jew to... Um, to truly be saved, that they needed to be that they needed to be set apart, and and so and, and and so it's almost like it's almost like everything came to a to a halt there for a for a period of time for a period of time while this got uh, worked out. Now now here's here's the here's the thing. This is not something that's going to happen one time in the in the life of the church, and it never happen again. This is the way that they'll take care of these, of these difficult doctrinal issues that come up. They will form councils. They will form councils. They will meet, and they will work these things out. And that's what happened here in the church there in Jerusalem. It happened in Antioch, Syria, which was a distance away, where, where this dispute first rose up in the church, and then they, had to go, they, they went back to Jerusalem to handle it. 
So, so there was the dilemma. The dilemma was that in order to be saved, you had to be circumcised. Okay, that was the dilemma that came up. And then there was the discussion, and the apostles and the elders, they all came together there in the church, and they discussed this matter. And, and, and from what I gather, from what I gather, it was a pretty heated discussion. Okay, they, they, used, the, they used the word dispute. And, and so, and so they, um, they hashed this thing out. They argued this thing out. But you note, when, you note when the eyewitnesses began to declare what the Lord did. You note that when, that when um, church leaders stand up who, who, understand, who understand the audience very well and, and speak directly to the audience by going to the book of Amos and using a part of the Old Testament to help to tell the truth of this matter, guess what? The opposition had no choice but to be silent. The opposition in it had no choice but to be silent. And, and, and so now today, we're going to talk about the decision. We're going to talk about the decision that the Jerusalem Council made. And, and you, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled. Today, my wife and I are leaving for Hampton right after this service, and, and there'll be others that will come over the next, um, whether it be tonight or tomorrow or whatever, because we're having annual homecoming. That's what we call our state convention meeting. And it truly is a homecoming. It truly is a gathering of over 700 churches coming together and, and worshiping and praising and, and just celebrating what the Lord has done over this past year and what the Lord's going to do into the future. And, and, and so I, I'm thankful that there is not a, that in a sense, there's not a council gathering um, over what we're about to do for the next three, three days. There, there'll probably be some business that we have to deal with, but um, praise the Lord, I think it's going to be a whole lot more of look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord is doing. Look, look, at, where, look at where the Lord is taking us and, and just, just celebrating, just celebrating uh, what God is doing with the uh, SBC of Virginia. And uh, so let's, uh, l- let me pick it up. I want to pick it up at 19 and take it to, the, to 29, or actually I'm going to take it to 35, but I want to pick it up at 19 because this is when the, de- the decision of the council is being, beginning to be shared. So 19 says, therefore I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality. For, from things strangled and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many ger- generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, whose name, who was also named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them, the apostles, the elders, and the brethren, to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by word of mouth, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to, let, to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they came to Antioch. And when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets also, exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for these that that have gathered. Lord, I lift each and every one up. Father, whatever is happening in their life, whatever is going on in their life, Lord, I pray that you would meet them where they are. Lord, I pray that each one here has a close and personal relationship with you. Lord, I pray that each one here knows you. And Father, if not, then I pray that this will be the time when they will work that out with you, when they, when they will give their life to you, when they will surrender to you. So Lord, take this time, take your word through the power of your Holy Spirit, illuminate it for us. Lord, and we just want to give you the praise, honor, and glory. All this you most precious and holy name. Amen. So the decision, the decision, and, and you, might, you might get the wrong idea with what you heard. You might get the idea that even though they said circumcision was not necessary, they seemed to still put things on the people. But, but let, let's, let's try to, let's try to um, work through this. Let's kind of unpeel it a little bit. Let's see if we can, if we can better understand what this, letter, what this letter was all about. Okay, you, you, you know, the greatest part about it, the greatest part about it is that we see there was unity among the church in the discussion, in the decision that was made. You see in verse 22, then it pleased the apostles and the elders. They were the ones that originally met. But then, but then it, became, it became the word of the entire church. And you know what? We, we have worked very hard to keep the church involved in everything that we've done over this past year. I mean, I've tried to do it for the entire 13 years I've been here, is to keep the, the church involved in every bit of it. And, and, and you know what? With the whole church, they, just, they, they, were, they were in agreement They were in agreement with what they had determined. And it was that, you know what? Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's all salvation. That it's because of what Jesus has done. It's because of what Jesus has done. And that only is the means means of salvation. And, And so to say that something else, that something else had to had to be a part of it. Now what do we do, what do we as Southern Baptists do after a person gets saved? After a person gets saved, we baptize them. We fully immerse them, okay? Now, that baptism is symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
It's symbolic of what Jesus did. We are, we, we are identifying with Christ. We are identifying with Christ just like we do with the Lord's Supper. We are identifying with Christ. Okay? And, but understand, baptism doesn't save us. Baptism doesn't save us. There are many people that when you ask them something, when you talk to them, when you talk to them, you know what they say? They say, well, I've been baptized. And they think that that's enough. It's, it's not because you're baptized. It's because you've been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been saved because of what he did on the cross, because, because of his shed blood, you, you have been saved. And because of that, you want to tell the world, and you tell them that one of the first ways you tell the world is through your baptism. It's through your baptism. And so your baptism is a part of it, but, but it is not the means by which you are saved. Okay, so, you, so again, you, you know, just understand what salvation, what salvation is all about. And it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of what Jesus Christ has done. And, and, so, and so here we are. And, and so they, and there's something else that you have to realize. These things of, of that they abstain from the things polluted by idols. So you've got to understand the, the Gentiles, the Gentiles can't come from a different world in a sense. They come from a different place. They come from different beliefs. They come from they come from a from from a uh, from where they may have been sacrificing animals. And, and you know what? We go to the other side of the world, and we still see that. We still see that happening. Okay. And 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 the thing is, animals being sacrificed to idols, animals being sacrificed to false gods, all of these kinds of things. And so and and, and you know what? There there were debaucherous things that used to happen in, in some of those pagan worship services and things like this of, of sexual immorality and, and so on, that the way in which an animal was killed. Now, you, if you want to go back to Leviticus in, 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 when the law was given and when the law was laid out, you, you, you'll see some of these, you'll see some of th- these things laid out in greater detail, laid out in greater detail for, for the nation of Israel. Okay, and and so again, saying that and, and and you know even the way an animal was killed because of the way the animal was killed, you know some animals were killed by strangulation. They would actually strangle them, and, and then the blood would still be part of the meat. And you have to understand that you know they considered the blood to be the life of something, the life of a of a being, and therefore you should not you should not eat of that. You should not eat of the life of something, and 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 so that was. That was the point of all of this. But, but here's, an, here's another piece of this. So they come together. They have this meeting. They have this. And, and you know what? They've got to speak. They've got to speak to everybody that is going to hear the message of the decision. And, and, and you know what? They don't want to they, they give the impression. They don't want to give the impression that, that, you know what, there, there are not things that may need to change. There are not things that may need to happen. But what they came up with versus where they were is a tremendous journey. Okay, in other words, there is nothing but grace that saves us. In other words, we, didn't, we, we don't need to do any of these other things. But these things that they came up, listen to the end of the letter. Listen to what he says. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. 
In other words, you, you know what? When we become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, some things change. Some things change in our life. Maybe, maybe our habits change. Maybe our words change. Maybe our friends change. But things change, and, and the change begins within me and within you. The, the change, the, the Lord does a work in us that does set us apart. You, you, you know, when, when people see us, there should be little doubt, if no doubt, who you are. So let me ask you, any gospel conversations this week? Any gospel conversations this week? I can tell you one of the, one of the only conversations I had this week was, was with a waitress. You know, we, we, we make it a point. We make it a point to ask a waitress or a waiter, how can we pray for you? And we, and we found ourselves in a, moment of, in a moment of worship, in a moment of worship as this young lady was, was, sharing, was sharing, her, uh, sharing her story and sharing, you, you know, um, the fact that she is just about to go to work in the field in which she studied in college and, and so on and, and so thankful that the Lord has opened this door. Is there any, anybody who's got a story? A gospel conversation with somebody. Go right ahead, Scott. So earlier in the week, I found myself in a hospital, in a, an emergency room waiting room, and struck up a conversation with, with Samson. And uh, Samson's a retired highway patrolman. And uh, through the course of that, uh, that conversation, he and I came to the conclusion that we both knew Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen. And uh, so we, we spent a couple of minutes rejoicing there and, uh, and talking about how good God was. So that was a, a great conversation there in the midst of what was not a great situation. So, and, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Scott didn't know until he and I spoke on the phone that he was going to the hospital. Okay? But, but because of circumstances beyond our control... Scott doesn't go home from work that day. Scott makes a stop at a hospital and ends up in a gospel conversation. Ends up in a gospel conversation. So you sit there and you go, who do I talk to? Who do I run into? Well, you know what? Just, just open your eyes, open your ears, and open your mouth, and you'll be amazed at who you'll have those conversations with. And... and and so here they are. They put this letter together. They're going to tell. They're going to tell the. Um, they're going to send word back to the church that where the dispute began in the first place. Okay, so they're going to send word. They're going to send word back to the church. And you know, they've come up with this. They come up with this piece that, even though even though, they may not have wanted to come up with a piece. They may not have wanted to come up with a, with a decision of some kind where they, where they were going to tell. You, you know what? They, they in, a, in a way, they compromised, but they did not compromise on that close-handed issue of salvation. They did not compromise on what was most important. So let me tell you a story. I ran a call in the middle of the night one night. 
It was not the kind of call that you expected to run in the middle of the night. It was not the kind of call that you wake up out of a dead sleep and you, and you scream down the road and you pull up and you expect to have to deal with. It is not the kind of call I can, I can actually see the man's face right this moment. And the thing is, and, and so we run, this, we run this call, and the call, um, if, if, death, if death is the outcome, then many would say the call did not go well. Okay? And in this case, death was the outcome. Death was the outcome. But as if that wasn't bad enough, as if that wasn't bad enough, little did I know what was going to happen when we got to the hospital. We got to the hospital, and the doctor blamed us. The doctor blamed us. And the doctor wrote, and the doctor wrote a list about this long of all the things we had done wrong. The doctor in the emergency room that received this person. So, of course, you know, I had a lot of notification to do because of all the people that off of that engine. There were four medics on that, or three medics and a very experienced lieutenant that night. And of all, I'm the one that got to take the person through the doors of the emergency room and get to hear this from the doctor as he, in front of his entire, in, in, this, in front of the entire emergency room, goes off on us, namely on me, because I'm the one. I'm the one that's standing here handing them this patient who, who there was no chance for survival, okay? Short of the Lord, short of the Lord reaching in, reaching in and fixing that part that had been, that had been broken in a way that it could not be fixed in any other way. That was the, and so this person, um, so anyway, we get this laundry list. And I mean, I mean, you, you know, it, it's a wonder I'm even standing here today. It's a wonder I'm not in prison for the things written in that letter. Okay, so we got to deal with this. We got to work through this. We happen to have a very, um, we, we happen to have a very, uh, a, a very good medical director at the time, a very, a very outspoken medical director at the time, one that was not afraid to, to stand in the gap and to say what needed to be said and things like this. And so we're, meet, we're, we're having a meeting and we're going through this list. And we're going through this list. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you understand why you know, they felt like there had to be something in this letter. And, and the thing is, we, get to the, we go through the list, we go through the whole thing, and he said... And he, and he goes down to the list and he goes, that's the one we'll take a hit for. And I looked at the one that he said and I said, wait a minute, we did that right. He said, no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. In all of this, in all of this, that's what we'll take a hit for. That's what we'll tell them, that's what we'll tell them that we'll, that we'll improve upon next time. And what it was is that we'll call the hospital earlier than later. And let them know that we're coming. And, you, you know, and, and so he said, he said, you know what? There's got to be a compromise. There's got to be something. There's got to be something that we put down. Because they didn't want to send the wrong message to the Jews that had become believers. And they didn't want to send the wrong message to the Gentiles who now had a freedom in Christ. And, 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 they, and they were believers. They didn't, they didn't want to walk away from that council 
and feel like that they had come to nothing to give outside of that piece of salvation. And you might agree or disagree with the, with the decision they came up, but you know what? They said that there was sacrifice, but it was not sacrifice of truth. It was not sacrifice of principle. It was, it was just the fact that, you know what? As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to be set apart. Folks, I survived that moment, that moment back then in that, in that part of my career. In fact, we all did. We all did, and I think, we, I think we actually became a stronger organization because of it, because, you know, we went back and we trained on some things and we made some decisions based upon that kind of call, no matter when it occurred, much less to occur at that time in the morning. And um, so that letter is sent, and now they've, they sent this group. They sent this group. They sent Barnabas. They sent Paul. They sent um, Silas, and they sent Judas whose name was Barsabbas, and they sent them. Okay, so, so now you sit here and you wonder, how come four had to go? How come, they, how come, the, two, how come the two who were there in the beginning um, couldn't go and share the message? Well, think about it. Think about this. Barnabas and Paul were the ones in Antioch, Syria, when the dispute arose. When the issue arose, and I mean, they were passionate about it, and they defended it right there on the spot, well, then it had to go all the way back to the church in Jerusalem. Okay, so now, so now they've made this decision in the church. Key leaders have made this decision in the church. The church is agreeing on it, and they say, you know what? It's even better to send these other two men with Barnabas and Paul because these two are leaders among the brethren. These are leaders in the church. So think about it because they already know where Barnabas and Paul stand on this, don't they? They already know because they were there defending it before it ever went to Jerusalem. So now, so now these other two in the church, these other two in the church, they come to, they come to affirm, to affirm the message that's in the letter. They come to say, yeah, you, you know, this is the decision that we came up with. Not, not, that, they, not that they doubted what Barnabas and, and Paul were going to say or anything like that, but, but you know what? They wanted the people to hear it, not only from Barnabas and Paul, but from, the, but from key leaders in the church as well. That, that, yes, this is the decision that was made, that this was the key decision, and you see what the, letter, what the, what the body of the letter is, what the body of the letter is, and that is the truth of salvation and then these things that if you stay away from them, if you stay away from them, you will do well. You, you, you know what? We can, we can think about that even, in, even today of, of what we need to stay away from, of what we need to stay away from as we walk this Christian journey, as we walk this faith journey. There are things that we ought to stay away from. There really are. There, there are things that we, that we should not do. There are things that should set us apart. We should be set apart. We should, we should live a life, a sanctified life. Okay, and that's not, and that's not a holier-than-thou life. That's not with your noses in the air. That's not looking down at people. That's not saying, well, I haven't done what they did. It's not, it's not living like that. It's not living like that, but it's living, it's living understanding God's Word understanding God's word. And see, here's the, here's the best part of it all. A hiccup occurred in the church. Okay? A hiccup occurred in the church. A doctrinal issue came up in the church. They addressed the doctor, doctrinal issue. And then guess what they did? Once it was addressed, guess what they did? 
They went back to doing what they, should, that, what they knew that they had to do. And that was, look what, okay, so let's just look at this. Now, Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. What would you expect a prophet to do? Exactly that. It's just like, what do you expect a preacher to do? You expect a preacher to preach. You expect a preacher to teach. And, 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 and here they are, here they are, once this letter's delivered, once everybody, once everybody has received it, now they go back to what's important. The prophets go back to prophesying and, 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 to, and to exhorting and to teaching and to teaching the word. But look at, but look at Paul and Barnabas. Look at Paul and Barnabas. In the midst of it all, Paul and Barnabas, verse 35, Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Folks, let, let, let me tell you, the hiccups will come. The hiccups will occur. Things will, things will happen. But you know what? Let's get, let's get through it. You, you know, this, this PBA thing, this PBA thing was a, was a hiccup. It was a, it was a long hiccup. That hiccup seemed to go on forever. But the thing is, but you know what? We've worked through that, and now let's move on. Let's move on and let's share the gospel with a lost and dying world. Let's have gospel conversations. Let's preach and teach the word everywhere we go. Let's have conversations with people about Jesus. Let's, let's not let, let's not let distractions distract us. Okay? You get what I'm saying? You, you know, one of the things that goes on, one of the things that goes on in um, Awana on Sunday nights, I see a lot of, that there are, it, it's, almost, it's almost like the enemy is standing waiting to come in the door with our children. And, and, and something will pop up, there'll be a distraction of some kind, and the next thing you know, we're, we're almost overwhelmed by the distraction. And, and, and it, it's, you, you never know what it's going to be. Last week it was a smell. Last week it was a smell. And, and, and you know what? We went crazy over that smell. And, and, and I, I just believe, I just believe that, you, you know what? We get the distraction. And I don't care what the distraction is, whether it's a big thing or a little thing. Let's always remember, let's remember what the key part of, of our work is. And that's to make disciples. And that's, to, and that's to tell people about Jesus. To tell people about Jesus. In, whether we're coming, whether we're going, up, down, all around, let's tell people about Jesus. And let's not let, let's not let distractions get in the way. Things will come up, we'll deal with them as we have to deal with them. And then we'll, we'll keep on going for the sake, for the sake of the gospel going forth. For the sake of the gospel being proclaimed to a lost and dying world so that all, so that all will hear, so that all will hear the, the life-saving message of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you one other story. So I went out on the interstate one night, middle of the night again. We did a lot of things in the middle of the night. You'd be amazed. Went out on the interstate in the middle of the night and a man that I believe was a great hero that night, driving his tractor trailer, um, came around a curve, saw an accident, and knew that he would have killed every person there if he had ran into them, risked his own life by 
swerving and jackknifing his, his truck and actually going through the concrete median. And the end result of that would be that he, his truck and his trailer would catch on fire and he would be burnt very badly, so badly that he would die seven days later. And when we got in the back of that ambulance to carry him to the hospital, I had, I had a lot of, lot of people in the back of that ambulance with me. And we realized in that moment we had done everything that we could do for him. And, you know, he was trying to talk to us. And we realized that the only thing that we could do was pray. And, and, and my crew was actually the one that said it first. They said, can we pray? Can we pray to the hospital? And you know what? We all took hands, including the patient. We all took hands. And this was the last time he would ever he would ever be able to speak another word on this earth. And we, and we just prayed. And, we, and, and by the way, he knew the Lord. By the way, he knew the Lord. And we just prayed over this man and prayed with this man. And we gave God, we, we, just, we just gave it all to God. Whatever was going to happen. And, 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 and you know what? I'll never forget those moments. But, the, you know, um, to, put, to truly put it in the Lord's hands. And, and, and so as we, you know, as we think about this, as we think about what happened there in, in Jerusalem, as we think about the Jerusalem Council, praise God, praise God, that when, it was, that when it was done, they went back to work. They went back to the, to the work of the gospel. They went back to the task that God had called them to, and they, and they were and they were diligent, and they were zealous, and they were passionate, and praise God, people continue to get saved. And man, you're gonna, we'll be right back, we'll be right back where they were. You, you'll, when, when we pick it up next week, when we pick it up next week, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna praise God for, for, for what happens next, for what happens next. And, and, you, and you know what? We've been called to take that, to take that to the nations ourselves. We've been called to take his word to the nations, whether, whether it's the person that lives next door to you, whether it's the person that works in the next cubicle beside you, or whether it's getting on a plane and going to the other side of the world and sharing Christ there. And oh, by the way, when we go to, when we go to Africa, you can be assured of, of this. You can be assured that we will have gospel conversations you can be assured that the Word of God will be preached and taught. You can be assured that the Lord will be lifted up. People's lives, people will surrender their lives. People will slam doors in our faces. People will do all kinds of things. But you know what? Praise God. Praise God for His, for His plan of redemption through the church, through the church in this age, so that the world may know about Jesus. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you. Lord, um, again, I thank you for what this council came up with. Lord, I, I, it, it was only by the leading of the Holy Spirit that they were able to come up with it. Lord, and, Lord, and I thank you for leading them in the way that you did. I, think that, I thank you that they 
um, came to the conclusion that they came to. Lord, Lord, as we journey through things, Lord, I just pray that, I pray that, um, Lord, thank you, for the, thank you for the people that you have assembled in this place. Thank you for the leaders that you have assembled in this place. Lord, thank you for all of the great things that you are doing. And Lord, thank you that you choose to use us in the midst of it. You let us see, you let us see, Father, what you are doing. And, and, and Lord, I'm so thankful for that. We, can, we don't understand everything that's happening. We don't understand why everything happens. But Lord, I am so very thankful that you allow us to be a part of your work. So Lord, take this invitation. Lord, Lord, I don't know what people are dealing with. Lord, maybe, maybe someone needs prayer. Maybe someone needs to get saved. Maybe someone needs to rededicate their life. Maybe someone needs to join ranks here. Lord, whatever it is that, that is happening in the lives of people, Lord, I pray that you, I pray that you would be glorified. Lord, thank you, praise you. All this your most precious name. Amen. Let's stand together.